Hi, I'm Donnie Funk, and I'm running for City Council in District 4. The City of Lee Summit has many critical decisions ahead of it with the undeveloped PRI land coming available to the market. We cannot outgrow our public safety services or our school district. It is imperative we have an open dialogue and collaborate with our citizens, public safety officials, school district, and our community stakeholders regarding the future of our city. I believe I have the experience and leadership skills to help facilitate these conversations so we can grow responsibly. Hope you'll vote for me on April 7th. Jason, today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall Podcast is brought to the good people by a bunch of blinds of Lee Summit. Bunch of blinds! Did you know... Bunch of Blinds of Lee Summit is your home for signature series automated shades, and they provide safer environment for your kids, your family, and even your pets. All hail those robot shade overlords. And you know what else makes them even more cool? I know, but you're going to tell me anyway. I'm going to tell them. Tell them. Programmable features allow you to use heating or cooling only when you need it, thus providing maximum energy efficiency for your home, and more importantly, your pocketbook. They're going to bring you safety and save you dollars. So if you are ready to add this smart home feature to your home, go see our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Tell them Jason next second. Oh, hell. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I'm Jason Norbury, and as always, I'm joined by a man who, once again, is here to ask you to listen to his podcasts. It's Nick Parker. Our day, son. Our day. It's the publisher of Link to Lisa. By the way, I want to de- demerit myself, like takeaway points. That was that was horrible. I should not have done That's that. That's right. And that was a very bad Bernie Sanders meme imitation. That I yeah, I really, tried. no, no. So we really both failed miserably. It really, I, I'm just going to say, yeah. Are we going to re-record this to make it better? No. No, no but we each lose 50 <laughs> points. All right. We are down 50 points, which puts our totals at roughly negative infinity. All right, uh, Link to Lee Summit is the source for all the news you need about this very fine city, and our unofficial sponsor today is Absence. It does not necessarily make the heart grow fonder. Aw. But we'll get to the Absence That's a in a sad. while. We're going to get to that next. Uh, let's do some some quick news and notes. Quick. You ready? Let's do it. All right. Well, hey, we started, you, you probably heard about this last week or over the weekend. We talked about it in our Monday town hall. But just a couple quick notes. Um, Lee Summit School District, they had a, had a promotion. Katie Bergen has been promoted to fill the empty public relations director's position that was that was formerly held by, by Kelly Wachel. So we have somebody there now, which is good. Somebody to push that message through and to help, help communicate to all of the constituents. That is true. And what we're going to say to her is we need our own individual press releases to link to Lee Summit and other news organizations in the city so that we have that information to share with the people. I thought you were going to say that we needed our own LSR7 like microphone that we could just broadcast all of our thoughts and wishes to the whole school district. That seems good for us, but not great for the school district. Yeah, so. Probably true. Yeah. I, I don't think they're going to think that's a good idea. No, I have a feeling that uh, Superintendent Buck is going to deny our request. <laughs> Can we just have a bat phone to the superintendent? That'd be fantastic. That would be awesome. <laughs> Yeah, but he's not going to think that's a good idea. And no. he's right. And he, he, is, would, he would be correct in that he, assumption. He is correct. I don't think he's given us a cell phone either. So. Hey, uh, another promotion. The Lee Summit Chamber has filled its empty president seat. They are promoting the former assistant director and interim president. Assistant. Sorry. I got his title Vi- He's vice president he was of vice legislative president affairs. And then interim president. And now Matt Baird has moved up to fill the position of president for the Lee Summit Chamber. Oh, wait. I've heard this last name before. Is he related to anybody we know? He's not related to me. No, but I think he's related to like 
the mayor. That is true. And we're only pointing this out for just, just one little thing. The chamber, along with the Economic Development Council, downtown Lee Summit Main Street, and Velocity, all of their public service agreements with the city are up for renegotiation. So it's going to be interesting, Jason, for us to watch what happens because what's the role of the mayor going to play in those negotiations? It, it's just it's a little it's a little odd that the the leader of an organization will be negotiating in effect with his brother. Right, and you know, I mean, he I think the mayor is the older brother, so maybe he can get like movies in a better term. But. Look, look, look! If this were me and my older brother, uh-huh. I would be so scared because. I would just my 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 brother would just beat me down, and he would he would be like, "Oh, you want this? Oh, well, no. <laughs> yeah, that whole thing, right? So, but anyway, so look, but, that's that's got to be really uncomfortable for the little brother. I'm just gonna say, if it's anything like our relationship, I mean, it's gonna be a little uncomfortable. So, but it is a thing that we need to pay attention to to see how that's handled. Hopefully, that we can handle it. Uh, I have no doubt that the city will handle it in a in a transparent way, and and put it out there. This is the decision we've come to, and this is how we're gonna proceed, and away we will go. There we go. Uh, Jason. Yes. There's a little bit of something we got to talk about. <sighs> yeah, I know. And, and neither of us really want to, by the way. No. Um, you and I love election season. This is true. We like talking about election season. We like... Hashtag content. <laughs> well, that. It's, 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 it's good content, usually. But it's... The process of governance is intriguing to us. We enjoy it. It's important to us. And it's another way for people to get involved in the community. We like it for those reasons. Absolutely. What we don't like is manufactured drama. Can I use that term? Well, I mean, look, we're the ones who have labeled the ongoing activities of the city council our favorite soap opera so <laughs> look that's that's half in jest right it is half mean, in jest. It, it, we, and we and we came to that name because they were having a lot of manufactured drama and we were i think safe to say disdainful of the drama that they were having at the time so jason i've had a hard time you've you and i have been talking for the last several days about whether or not this should be a topic of our show and so i'm gonna i'm gonna say what it is um there has been a a, a rift between a Board of Education candidate, Megan Marshall, and a local political action committee, Foundations for Our Future, and their interviewing and endorsement process. She was not interviewed. There are reasons. We don't know the full story. Her campaign has said publicly through their social media that that Foundations was, was unwilling to work with them around her schedule, which included her obligations to the Marine Corps. She is she serves in the Marine Corps. She will be retiring after 20 years. The foundations people have said, we did everything we could. We had certain timelines. We had to fit everything in. We tried our best. It didn't work. We moved on. Both of which, by the way, can be true. Both of which could all be true. We don't know anywhere anything beyond that. However, what's happened over the last few days is this has gone to social media, which is, while there are many reasons I love social media and its ability to connect people and to pass a message along, it also is a rabbit hole of anger because people like to get emotional and show their anger on these things. Am I going there? Well, I will say this. It it did appear in a major local news publication, this story. Uh, not a reported story. It was an editorial. Well, yeah. Let, and let, then, let's be clear, Nick. 
you clicked publish on a column regarding this very same topic two days later. I, I, I did. And, and I will say this. I have a few. So I'm saying, Nick, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few guest columns, columnists with Link to Lee Summit. One of them, John Bedoyne, is a regular guest columnist. And, and before I get into all this, I want to I preface with something. I've known John Bedoyne for a very, very, very long time. He is what I consider a very dear friend. We do not always see the world the same. We disagree on a lot of stuff. This being one of them. But I'm, I'm, I don't tell him what to write about. I would never even assume to try to tell him to, what to write about. And this was a topic for him. And this was, as I told him when he was upset about the, the Star's editorial, it's an opinion piece. People get to voice their opinion. I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with, Jason, is that the thing that we have been talking about, whether or not a candidate was given a fair shake, or whether or not a group of people who have money and want to spend it to back other people in their candidacies is really news. We're talking about all of this drama and people being angry on both sides instead of talking about real things. Instead of talking about the role of the school board. Instead of talking about how the school board works with its, its superintendent that it hires. Instead of how the members of the school board conduct themselves from a dais. Instead of talking about how school board members are going to communicate with their constituents. Instead of talking about what they're going to do to keep this awesome school district at the level it is and if even take it further. Instead of all of that, we're talking about a group of people who, granted, have a pretty large bank account, but probably not as large a sphere of influence. And whether or not they treated her with the right opportunity to interview for their endorsement. That's not a real issue. I don't think that's news. And so I had a hard time with you convincing me to even talk about it today. Fair enough. Now, I, I think it, I think that, you know, I think your take on it is kind of the, the way maybe that we would, would deal with this. We're not talking about. Well, that's why we started the show. We started the show because there was a lot of anger and drama, but not talking about the real issues. Right. Isn't that why, why this started? Well, that, and I'm too lazy to write. But, <laughs> well, yeah, but yes, that, you're, you're, you're mean. You, we, won't, you, won't, you won't do what I want you to do. This is also true. So, uh, but I think you're, you're, you're on to something that, that it does get us away from the core piece of this whole process, which is, you know, what are the issues? Where does Megan Marshall stand on them? I mean, for that matter, where does Foundations for Our Future stand on those issues? They don't want to tell us either. But I will say this, and I, and I think you're you're generally correct. I think it's gotten us away from this. But I think there's a one other aspect of this that we, we keep having to come back to over and over again is this is yet another publicly raised issue where – I, I will say this, the established power base of the district and well of the of the school district and or the community, probably the community is the brighter word. I, I think I, I kind of know where you're going. I'm going to say I think I think community is probably better okay. is at odds and having difficulties dealing with a person of color. These are, I mean, we 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 keep coming back to this and it keeps happening over and over again. And I like once again, I have no reason to think 
that there is any racial animus involved in any of this. I have no evidence. I have no desire. I know many of the people on the foundations board. I don't think them to be, you know, active racists or any or passive racists or any. I have no evidence of that thing. But it keeps happening in our community over and over and over again. And it's a bad look. And that's why there was an editorial piece in the star because we keep doing it as a community and it keeps popping up. And that's why the story appeared. Not so much because I don't, I don't think that the editorial board of the star particularly cares very much about the endorsement process of a Lee summit based candidate pack. What they care about is this larger narrative that we have in the community, which they have helped, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, basically they've helped expose and, and give light to and give public publicity to that we're out there. And once again, it's just a bad look and we keep doing it we, over and over again. And, you know, maybe we ought to take a pause and think about how these things look. If nothing else, how is this going to be perceived by the people around us? How does this impact the people around us? And maybe we can make some better choices going forward. Well, I, I, think, I think you're right. I think we've talked about this before, that perception matters. And if you're on the outside, that is a perfectly logical perception. And I want to respond this way. Once again, though, even if that is the thing, that there is a racial issue, this kind of dialogue that happens, and, and hopefully it's just in the social media rabbit hole that also isn't that big, we hope. All this drama prevents us from even having that real conversation, right? Oh, like, I mean, we went through we went through months and months and months and months of the drama, but we never really had that real conversation because we were we we were worried not worried, but we were just swamped in the drama, right? And, and we, what and what I think it, is it, manufactured drama that that distracts from the real thing. It paper it got papered over and money. I don't want to I don't want to get into it. Like this is my take. You 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 convinced me to talk about it but i really just think that's all distraction we want to talk about i want to talk about my show dang it i want to talk about real issues and issues that matter and that's 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 not a real issue so instead of talking any more about this what we're going to tell you to do is go back to last friday and listen to our first round of interviews with board of education candidates where we asked them about a lot of these issues that we think are important and that we've heard that people think are important instead of giving a lot more oxygen to this uh, kerfuffle between one candidate and one pack. And we look forward to to talking to the the remaining six candidates. Those those interviews are are, are coming up. And guess what, Jason? We've got another city council candidate interview coming up on Friday. That is true. We have uh, this week. We have uh, scheduled our interviews with our candidates from District Three. Uh, we will be hearing from at least one of them. Yeah, I, this is. I'm a, I'm a little disapp disappointed here. Uh, we have we've given several invitations through through lots of different channels through through email, through phone, through social media, to uh, Councilmember Phyllis Edson, uh, the the incumbent in District Three. She has not responded. She also has not responded to to the questionnaire that we send to to all the candidates. She's ducking us, Nick. You know, she's I, afraid. I, I hope I hope that's that's not true. Um, she participated in this when she ran for her first term, so I think she knows how it goes. And and, right, and anybody who a, listens knows that these are she these did are a district pretty, three town hall with us. Yeah, these are these are pretty uh, pretty harmless interviews. We just uh, our goal is really just to just to get to know who they are, so that the so that the listeners, so that people voting can can get to know them and make make their best decision. Um, 
I hope we've given her a couple more days to 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 respond to us and and get in so that we can we can post her interview on Friday along with her opponent Rocco Florios. We'll keep everybody up to date. If you know her, hey, tell Jason and Nick want to talk to her. Peer pressure. <laughs> what well, does does that work? Do you think do you think that works? No, oh, but okay. I think you know we we now we have taken to the public airwaves as well as all of the private airwaves. We've made our best efforts, so it's going to publish on Friday, and hopefully her interview will be in there. One last, one last thing, Jason. Uh, we're going to do something that has absolutely nothing to do with the election next. Hallelujah. Uh, one, of, one of our friends around town, Amy Cox, the development director for Developing Potential, has, has come into the studio to visit with us to talk a little bit about what their clients are up to and maybe how you guys can help out to help them achieve a fundraising goal so they can build a new facility. This is a, this is a really cool operation here in town that services adults with special needs and that is uh you you may not know that they exist but it's a big 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 part of the community and it it hits me a little bit personally absolutely it does and so we have our interview with amy coming up i hope you guys enjoy it this is her second appearance on the show so she's trying she's trying to move up the chain to get to that that coveted six time level of appearance on the on the old show so here is our interview with amy cox we are here with Amy Cox, the Development Director for Developing Potential, Inc. Welcome back to the show, Amy. It's good to talk to you again. Thanks so much. All right. So Welcome. We like having repeat guests. We do. We do. Because it gives us, a, like we have a, we, we can build rapport and we can have that. So you are here today in part to talk about something that I didn't even know exists. Right. Um, until very, very recently, the Kiwanis Action Club. So why don't you talk to me, uh, talk to us a little bit about what that is and, sure. and how that's working in DPI. Sure. So the Kiwanis Action Clubs are a national initiative. Um, it is a partnership here in Lee Summit between Developing Potential and the Lee Summit Kiwanis Club. So the Kiwanis Club is involved. Correct. I was hoping in the name, but we're going to make sure. <laughs> yes. So um, the Kiwanis Club is the host organization for our Action Club. Action Clubs were actually created so that individuals with special needs would have a specific role to play in Kiwanis Club International. And so we have formed a, an action club here in Lee Summit at Developing Potential. We elect officers, do all kinds of community service efforts, fundraisers, and things like that, going out into the community and helping others. All right, I just realized. Well, I, well how, long, how long has that been going on? When did you establish this club? We established it about a year and a half ago. We're in our second year. I have already won some awards from Kiwanis Club um, regionally, so that's been great. Awesome. Yeah. All right, so before we get further on into this, let's take just a quick second to remind people what DPI is and what you do. Absolutely. So Developing Potential has been around since 1993, and we currently have three locations, one at 16th and Prospect in Kansas City, one in Independence just off the square, and one here in Lee Summit on Executive Way. We serve adults having developmental disabilities in the community, and we are a day program, so we provide a place for individuals to go during the day to build skills, provide community service, to um, work on communication, and um, sometimes to even work in the community. We have a work program as well. This is a program that not many people really know about in the community. And I actually live in kind of in the world of what, what, what you do. Right. I, have, I have a sister that's, that's in an adult education program like that, adult program. Mm-hmm. 
but I didn't know until a couple of years ago. How many how many people are you serving? We currently serve a little bit over 160 individuals. We have um, well over 70 individuals on our um, wait list for services. So we are really in need of another facility here um, in Eastern Jackson County, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more. And we're about gonna that. we're gonna get to that in, in, <laughs> in a little bit. What just stay on this thread for just a little sure. bit longer. What are those services? You know, what are you doing with these clients during during the day? And, right. and, and, and then we're going to get to the follow-up, which is how other people can help you out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So during the day, we do a lot of different things. Each individual that we serve um, has an annual plan where they set uh, establish some goals for themselves. And then we work to help them um, reach those goals. So it can be anywhere from Um, some sort of educational activities, uh, learning um, money skills or shopping skills or independent living skills to um, working on socialization, going out in the community and um, providing volunteer service. So each individual has their own individual goals, but they also are a part of a team. So they're building friendships and then they're going out in the community and um, kind of showcasing their skills, but also developing new skills. Amy, we uh, I, that was an excellent refresher and and information on, on EPI. So what are what are the things that the Action Club, the Kiwanis Action Club, doing specifically, and and what are those what are those guys up to? Sure, they were really developed to um, provide services for others in the community, and that's really important to the individuals that we serve. So often people think about the people that we serve as. Um, getting services. And it's really important for the individuals that come to DPI to feel like they are contributing back to the community. And so the Action Club specifically speaks to that. Um, It allows them to um, go out in the community and provide services for others. So um, they've made pet blankets for local animal shelters. They've helped um, stock the shelves at Coldwater. They've done many projects in the community and they plan fundraisers so that they can raise money to help other groups. Um, For instance, Prodeo, they're doing some um, backpacks for individuals served by Prodeo Youth Center um, and, and a lot of other organizations in the community. Well, let's talk a little bit about what what you're doing now. You have one of these action items coming up. Sure. That's going to be this coming week. That's correct. March 2nd through the 6th is the National Kiwanis Action Club Week. And so we have several activities planned. Um, One at Bridge Space here uh, where we'll be doing a bake sale that the community can get involved in on Tuesday, March the 3rd. We'll also be doing a small... um, award ceremony for the individuals in our club that day. And then throughout the week, we're going to be doing random acts of kindness in the community where our individuals go out and just do kind things for other people and try to help spread that kindness throughout the community. And then we'll do an activity between the Kiwanis Action Club and the Lee Summit Kiwanis Club, which is always um, fun. Last year, we went and played laser tag at um, over at Paradise Park. And this year, we'll be doing a different activity. Awesome. Well, that's not the only uh, fundraiser or activity you guys are undertaking. When last you were with us, you uh, had were embarking on a capital campaign right. to build that new facility in Eastern Jackson County that you referred to. Correct. How is it going? It's going very well. We're, we're really, really excited about this effort. It's the first time we've done a capital campaign at Developing Potential. 
Um, about a year ago, we were able to purchase two parcels of land here in Lee Summit on Executive Way, um, not very far from, say, John Knox Village and, to, and 50 Highway. And we were able to purchase that land so that we can build a 20,000 square foot facility here in Lee Summit to help alleviate that wait list that we have right now. It's a $3.25 million campaign, and currently we've raised one point, almost $1.97 million of that. So we have about two hundred eighty-three thousand dollars left to go. I'm glad you did the math earlier. We yes. talked earlier that I was I was bad. I was yeah. bad at that part. But and this, you and you proved it off air that you were bad at math. That's so true. Good job. That's true. Well, that's a that's a great great first step. So what what are things that are going on that that maybe people can help out? How can people help you reach that goal and get this sure. new facility going? Sure. Um, you know, so we're we're under a pretty tight deadline with this um, project because we last year we went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and we're able to get a maybe challenge grant. The Maybe Foundation provided a challenge grant to us in the amount of six hundred fifty thousand um, dollars. Part of our agreement with them was that we would complete the campaign by April the eighth of this year. So in the next, you know, few weeks, we have to finish raising this $283,000. So um, it's an exciting time for us. There's a little bit of pressure on, (laughs) just a tiny bit. bit, But um, it's really exciting that we're going to be able to provide this service. So, you know, others in the community can get involved by making a donation to this campaign. As we move further along and we're able to break ground, it's going to be a really exciting thing for the community because we're going to have a coffee shop in the facility. So, you know, as you alluded to earlier, we're kind of um, one of Lee Summit's best kept secrets, and we don't want to be that any longer. And so um, being able to invite the community in to uh, sort of um, work with our individuals, to um, commune with our individuals will be great for us. By having the coffee shop, we'll have some other activities going on in the center that the community can get involved in, such as yoga lessons or other activities. And it will also be a pre-vocational sort of operation for individuals who are interested in work in the community. Jason, you're a recovering attorney. Can you just write a check for that last two hundred some thousand? Can you do that? See, the reason I'm a recovering attorney. Ah, uh, yeah. There you go. There you I, go. Sorry, so, I, I tried to help you out there. I, well, if I you might could be just able give to get a list of some friends. Two dollars and two dollars and eighty three cents, but that's not a very big proportion of what you're looking for <laughs> uh, as, as a whole. But well, uh, in addition to uh, obviously, so if someone wants to contribute to their capital campaign, what? How do they reach out to you guys? Absolutely, they can go to developingpotential.org and front and center on our webpage is information on the capital campaign and how they can donate. They can also call us at 816-525-6000 and they can um, discuss with us ways they'd like to get involved. We have volunteer opportunities as well as um, being able to support us financially. I want to ask a little bit about the volunteer opportunities because sure. I think that's always a, a great thing to, to ask people as well. You don't always have to write a check, although right. you really, really want some checks right now. Yeah, you can do both. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> or both, even better. What are some of those things that, that people in the community, if they want to get involved with this organization, right. that, that, that they could donate some time and effort? Absolutely. So, you know, we do a lot of fundraisers in the community. We always need volunteers for those. Um, people who can come and help us with registration. They can help with all kinds of activities related to those fundraisers. Also, we have special activities at our site. So each year we have a prom at each of our locations. We have holiday parties and special celebrations, and they can come and partake in that. Um, and then we also do a lot of things related to just 
keeping our facilities nice and clean and kept up. So if, if people have like some handyman skills and want to come and tighten table legs and help us with painting or planting or things like that, um, that's always a really great way to help us out too and helps us sort of um, save some funds so that it can go to the important work of serving the individuals that we serve. All right. Well, Amy, thank you for coming by and and chatting with us today. And we look forward to the uh, continued action all next week. We'll kind of keep an eye out for DPI and the Lisa McKiwanis being out together and doing all that good stuff. And then excellently, of course, good luck on getting the remainder of that capital campaign closed out so that we can have a uh, shiny new and successful facility here in Lee Summit. Thank you. Thank you, Amy. Well, that was fun having Amy join us uh, on uh, for that interview. I like I like learning about what they're doing. Hopefully, uh, hopefully some people heard it that can maybe help out financially or with time. Jason, we appreciate her coming on, and we appreciate everybody else listening and doing what they can to meet the candidates to learn the issues. Hey, let us know if there are issues we're not talking about that matter to the community that matter during this election. Let us know, and we will try to pass them on to the candidates and get them to talk about it. That's going to wrap us up, Jason. We'll talk to everybody on Friday. You have been listening to Lee Summit Town Hall, a link to Lee Summit podcast with hosts Nick Parker and Jason Norberry. A proud member of the Fredcast Network, you can subscribe to this podcast on most of your favorite podcast apps and catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for all the news, analysis, and conversations on the Lee Summit community. Connect with us on Facebook at Link to Lee Summit or on Twitter at LS Town Hall. Mm-hmm.